I want to thank uh, Steve for doing a good job leading us and a song this morning. Uh, I appreciate his uh, desire and his uh, uh, willingness to do that, and, and we are grateful to have him uh, in our assembly to worship with us. Uh, the last two songs he, he sang about a common love for each other and then bind us together. And that's all we are about as uh, brothers and sisters and the Lord Church uh, who are living together and uh, who love each other. Those two songs are things that are very true or very dear to us. Uh, and uh, with me working with the network, uh, I, I can see that love uh, among themselves, uh, they are growing together and even now we have a smaller group than when we started last year uh, but you know what the smaller group that we have now I can see they are like more connected to each other than we did before so that's not a, a bad thing and I appreciate their love and their kindness and their work together and we uh, shall continue to pray for them as we grow together and the wisdom and knowledge of the Lord's uh, word. Sometimes I hear the phrase, you are like a child, or are you a child? And whenever you hear that, uh, it's because whoever it is may be doing something that's maybe childish or something that is wrong, maybe something they should not be doing, and you associate that as being a child, you acting like a child, but you are an adult. Why are you doing this, or why are you uh, living like that? So we expect a grown person to act like a grown person, but not like a child. So just like we expect uh, Christians to behave like a Christian. If we say we are Christians, well, we have to strive to behave like Christ and do things that Christ will do. So should we throw away all childlike behavior though? I don't think so because there are some good behavior in children that we can uh, learn from, things that we can be doing to help us to stay connected. But there are still things that we should take away uh, in ourselves. So 1 Corinthians 13 11, when I was a child, I spoke like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I become a man, I give up childish ways. Uh, and the men's meeting yesterday in Okolona, the, the slightest part I uh, heard, uh, he used an illustration about a pickle. Uh, he said, if you want to make a pickle, you have to have certain things like uh, the cucumber, the vinegar, and, uh, and the brine that you put it in. But if you just got that pickle and you just baptize it, just dump it in there and take it out, well, it's not going to be a pickle because you just put it in there. For it to be a pickle, it has to remain in the juice for a period of time to transform into that uh, pickle. And, and as Christians... In order to become, to be the, have the maturity that we need to grow in our faith and to go closer to God, just being baptized will not just get you there. 
If you just get baptized and then you go live anywhere that you want, you're not going to get there. You have to remain in Christ, remain in the body of Christ, remain with your brothers and sisters so that you can transform into that people, into that mature Christian that uh, are following Christ and that are striving to do uh, the will of your Father who is uh, in heaven. Let me see if I can find the clicker. I forget it. <laughs> so, uh, here we're going to see a few things that uh, children do. So, sometimes I watch one child took a toy away from another child. And the whole time, uh, this other child may be crying, this is mine, this is my toy, give it back, give it back. Uh, and, and you know something I, I, I realized, sometimes as adults, we provoke our fellow brothers and sisters. Maybe we're not fighting over a toy uh, like the kids will do, but maybe it's the way we talk to them. Maybe it's what we say and the way we treat them, and, and we may be fighting over things like that. And those are the things that we need to kick out away in our life and not behave like a child that way. I have watched uh, children throw an uncontrolled outburst uh, of anger when mom and dad maybe say, no, I'm not buying you this. Uh, maybe we can afford it, or maybe you don't need this. Then I realize that sometimes we do the same thing when we do not get our way, when our opinion doesn't get favored. Then we throw outburst anger, or maybe we try not to cooperate. Well, I'm not going to help with that because... That's not my opinion was, or that's not I wanted, so I'm just going to not participate from that because it wasn't my opinion. And we should not be acting uh, that way. We should help even though our opinion didn't get favored. We should still help and be part of it and participate because all of us are not going to get our way uh, each time. Someone going to get their way this time, and then maybe next time you will get your way. But we're not going to please everyone at the same time. For example, we're in the process of finding the next uh, minister who's going to be up here presenting God's word to us. But you know what? Whoever, no matter who it is that we're able to uh, find to come be our minister, all of us are not going to favor that person. Someone gonna be happy. Oh yes, that he's a good and he's a good preacher. He can deliver well. And then another group might say, Ah no, uh, we don't like the way he speaks or we don't like him. But just because it's not your favorite, does that mean okay? I'm just gonna stay in Marshall. I'm not gonna participate because they didn't get someone I like. And if we behave like that, well, that's like acting like a child. We cannot get our way all the time. We have to give in sometime and let someone get their way sometime. I have seen children hurt themselves by saying, I'm not hungry, uh, I do not want supper because they're upset with mom and dad. And sometimes I realize that we do the same thing. Uh, maybe uh, we quit coming to church or other activities because we upset with someone, because someone did something wrong to us. And we end up hurting ourselves by not coming 
into the assembly with God's people to encourage each other and to be encouraged. And we decide to leave, go somewhere else, or go do something different because we upset and unhappy with someone. And again, that's behaving like a child if that happened. I have seen children make a real mess and then leave it. Then I realize that sometimes we do the same thing. Uh, we make real mess and we don't try to fix it. And I'm not really talking about messes in the church building if you come and dump papers and trash in there. But like in our life, mess by uh, creating disagreement or maybe creating things that made others uncomfortable, maybe by what you say and things like that. And you don't try to fix the situation and try to come in terms with that person, but you just leave it the way it is. Let someone else deal with it. If we make a mess, if we get someone upset or angry and we know about it, try to fix it. Don't leave the mess. Try to make it better. I've seen children pout by saying, Mom, James keep looking at me and that annoys me. And then you know what I realize? Sometimes we do the same thing. We maybe go to the preacher or go to the elder and say, Christy won't apologize to me. They did this, and you know what? They never apologized. And that annoys me. And I want them to apologize. And you know what the Bible says? If someone sinned against you, even if you're not the one who committed this sin, well, go to them and talk to them and try to fix the situation but not just go complain to someone about it. Try fixing it. I have seen children glue in front of a TV because a cartoon is on. And you may calling their name, like sometimes David might be watching something, and we're calling his name, and he's like glue on that tablet or the TV, and he's not even paying attention uh, to what we're trying to get him to do. And, you know, sometimes as adults, we can glue into our TV as well. Maybe it's because our show is on. Maybe it's because our, our game is on. And we forget uh, of doing of other things. Maybe it's going to the church activities. Maybe it's going to help with the food giveaway. Maybe it's doing something that can help someone, but I will just stay and watch TV. And I'm not saying watching TV now is wrong. But if that's all you do, you don't think about helping someone who might be in need or uh, do something that benefits someone else, well, that's acting like a, a, a child if we were to do things like that. Let's see some other things that uh, children do sometimes. Gossiping. And sometimes they may not mean to do it. They just talk and things like that, and they end up, Tad hotels and say things maybe they, they should not say. For example, in Haiti, there was a school. Uh, the director called for a parent meeting, and he stood up and uh, told the parents, you know what, I know everything is happening at your house because your kids tell us what's happening there. And have you ever seen the uh, veg vegetables? Uh, I think there was a guy named Larry well, that, anyway, there was a character, and he says, okay, I'm going to recharge my batteries. And then one of the kids heard it, 
and he go and sp- he went and spread the rumors. Oh, he's a robot. He says he's gonna charge his battery, and he's a robot. And that rumor spread around, and, and they're taking he's not a human. He's a robot, and that's not what he meant. He meant he's gonna go rest and and, and be refreshed. But they took it completely wrong. Have you ever been in that situation where? You go spread something where you did not even get to the fact and knowing, really know what it's about, but you go tell someone else and that person go tell someone else and it's just spread all over and then before you know it, it's created a whole mess instead of finding out the fact before going and say something. First Timothy 5.13, it says, Beside that, they learn to be idler, going about from house to house, and not only idlers, but also gossips and busybodies, saying what they should not. And to really understand this, just this verse here, if you were to read earlier, it's talking about uh, widows there and who should be putting on the list of the widows, and it's even mentioned. Uh, about 60, they should not be less than 60. And if they're uh, younger than 60, you can put some, but be careful who you put on that list. And the reason is, if you put them and they're young, and then uh, they end up with that whole amount of time in their hand where the church is supporting them and they're not working and busy like everyone else, then they're going to try to be busy in some other ways. And they will have so much time in their hand, maybe going house to house and maybe gossiping and saying things they should not be saying. So that's why there it's saying, uh, it talks about in verse 13 here, they can learn maybe to be idlers and going house to house, be busy bodies. And we should not be busy bodies and going about and spread uh, rumors. And gossiping is not good. And we should not, we should kick that out of our life uh, like kids will do. James uh, 4 1 to 2, desire for attention. Sometimes kids, if they can't get it by doing good, they're going to get it by doing bad. And Karen sometimes will get on me for David. David might do things, and Karen be like, he just needs your attention. And uh, if he can't get it in a good way, he's going to do things, maybe yell or part, so he can get your attention. And sometimes as adults, we do the same thing. Okay, we're not getting someone's attention, so we do different things so we can get the attention focused on, on us. James 4, 1 to 2. What causes quarrel and what causes fight among you? Is it not this, that your, pos- your passion are at war within you? You desire and do not have. So you murder, you covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. So when you don't get your way, when you don't get the attention, sometimes people go to the extreme to get it to fight, to quarrel, and to do different things so they can get the attention on them. And that's what the world is doing. And as members of the Lord's Church, as Christians, we should not be doing this. Uh, Envy is another 
want that kids have envy or jealousy. Uh, for example, sometimes a child may not allow uh, his mother to hold another child or, uh, because they're jealous or maybe they, they, they don't want that to happen. Uh, or maybe they might throw away someone else's toy. Uh, okay, that I want that toy and I don't have it. It's not mine, so I'm going to mess it up so they can't have it either. Uh, and uh, maybe as adults, sometimes we may do something like this. We may not go to the extreme like the kids do it, but sometimes we uh, may envy someone else's uh, success or someone else's clothes or someone else's uh, possession or girlfriend, boyfriend, and husband and wife or by trying to mess up the situation so they don't have it too. Okay, so I want uh, this person as my girlfriend, but they're not my girlfriend, so uh, he's already, she's already someone else. So I'm going to try to mess the situation so they don't have that person either. And, and when by doing this, that's not right. That's being envy and jealous. So you go and do things to mess the situation up. So they don't have it either. Proverbs 14.30, it says that a tranquil heart gives life to the flesh, but envy makes the bonds rot. That's pretty, very strong language. Envy makes the bonds rot. And something that's rotten, it's tanky. It doesn't have good smell there. So envy can lead to many different things that we don't want to go there. Children, again, they like, uh, they like fun and relaxation, and they don't want to work all the time. They want to have fun and play all, all the time. And sometimes, as adults, we can get, be lazy and don't want to work and, and want to relax all the time, uh, but that can lead the wrong way. Second Thessalonians 3.10, it says, For even when we were with you, we will give you this command. If anyone will not willing to work, let him not eat as well. If someone not willing to work, let him not work as well. There's a, when I first come to the U.S., I was in Florida, and I, I will see people saying, well, uh, we can find work. There's no work, and uh, I can't find anything to do. But I came here where it was difficult but I can always find something to do uh, if I'm willing to wait. It may not be something that I would like to stay forever, but I always find something to do, whether washing cars, unloading containers, and whatever I can find, I do it. But you know what those people were trying to say is that, okay, I want to be a bank teller. I want to be in an office, so if I can find this job, so I'm just going to stay home and don't work because I can't find work. It's not necessarily they can't find work. They just don't, can't find what they want to do. So they don't work. They just stay and maybe depend on someone else to take care of them or giving them something. So, and that way, it says, if you're not willing to work, well, you should not eat either because you should work with your hand. 1 Corinthians 15, 58, Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that uh, in the Lord your labor is not in vain. If you're working for God, 
uh, you doing things to bring people to him, to encourage each other, your labor won't be in vain. You will get your reward at the end, at some point or another. We need to act uh, like, a, like a man or like grown up, like they, they will stay. Sorry, I went back there instead of forward. We need to act like grown up. First Corinthians uh, 16, 13 to 14. Be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. Like, act like men and be strong. And everything that we do, do it with love. And if we do everything in love, it will eliminate all the other things about being jealous or uh, being uh, spreading around rumors and all of those things will go away because we acting in love and whatever we will want someone to do to us, we will do to them and that will create a completely uh, different place. So now we've been talking about things that uh, we should throw away in our life that kids do. But there are things that we can learn from kids. Let's see a few things we can learn from kids. They have humility. Kids, children, they have humility. That's why in Matthew 18, 1 to 4, Jesus said uh, those words here. But in verse 1 to 4, it says, At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. So whoever is humble himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of God. So children usually have humility. They are humble. Uh, that's why Jesus wants us to be humble like kids. Children do not care about differences or like social ranks or how I look like and things like that. If you put a bunch of kids together, they're going to play with each other. They don't care about how you look like or where you come from, your social rank. They're going to love and play with each other. They won't have any issue. They have humility among themselves. So this we can learn from kids. And if we learn that from them, then we'll have humility. We'll be able to live with no matter who it is because we won't tend to pretend ourselves better than someone else, but we'll have humility and include everyone and, and love everybody and make them feel welcome. Another thing children have, they have simple faith and trust. Isaiah 12, 2, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and I will not be afraid, for the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. As Christians, we need to have simple trust and faith in God, knowing that he cares for us. He will take care of us no matter what. Don't, don't try to be... Uh, wrestle so much to take care of yourself or work, kill yourself by working hard to take care of yourself. Knowing that God is in control, he will take care of you. He loves you. He cares for you. You can trust him and totally depend on him to take care of you. 
Uh, I hear something yesterday, uh, uh, a preacher, he mentioned uh, by talking to us, he said, uh, God doesn't just need to be uh, the top of your priority. He wants to be you, all of you, not just being in the top, but everything that you do should resolve around him. And that's how he wants us to be. And when we do that, we totally trust him and depend on him to take care of us and to uh, love us and to uh, do everything that is best for us. And children have that. They trust their parents, their mom and dad. Have you ever seen, like if you have your kids when they were growing up, they will let you pick them up. And if you decide to throw them in the air, catch them, they will let you do that. They won't have any issue with it. But as they get older, uh, if you were to do that with Cole or Eli, you'll be like, no, I don't trust you anymore because they learn better. But justice will let Jason do that. David will, to some extent, will let me do that. But it's because they have a total trust in the mother or the dad. And they know, okay, they're not going to hurt me. They're going to take care of me. And that's the kind of trust and faith we need to have in God to know that he's not going to hurt us. He loves us, and he's going to take care of us. One thing kids have is uh, forgiveness, another thing. Oh, I think I went ahead of myself. Forgiveness, uh, they will not hold any malice. First Corinthians 14, 20. It says, brothers, do not be children in your thinking, but be infant and evil, but in your thinking be mature. That's pretty, pretty sure there. Uh, do not be children in your thinking, but be infant and evil. Kids, they don't think about evil things to do. Uh, they may do something that hurt another child, but they don't mean to do evil to someone else. Uh, so that's why there it's saying, and you're uh, be infant and evil. That means don't, don't do evil things. Don't think about evil things to do. Uh, and, and another way, be innocent and evil. Uh, but in your thinking, though, be mature in your thinking. Uh, so children, they do not hold grudges. Like if you have a child and you punish them, maybe let's say you spank them for something they did wrong, uh, they're not going to say, okay, you just spanked me, I'm not going to deal with you anymore. Like it might be in an instant after that, if you go hug them, they're going to hug you. And although they may still be crying, uh, they're not going to hold that against you. But as they get older, it might be harder to get out of that. Uh, yeah, so that's something we can learn from from kids and to not hold grudge. When someone hurt us or someone do something that affects us, we don't hold that against us, against them, but we forgive them and move on and love them. Just like Christ did it to us, he did not hold grudge against us because if he did, none of us will have been here. None of us will have forgiveness for our sin. He forgave us. He did not hold our sin against us. In fact, he came and carried our sin with him to the cross 
so that he can give us forgiveness. And we can learn from that by not holding grudge when someone do something wrong to us. So how big are you? Are you big uh, enough to receive uh, instruction? Uh, but some may be big in size, or but little in attitude. But to be big in the kingdom of God, uh, you must have the spirit of Christ to be big in the kingdom of God. So big in size won't do any good, but in the kingdom of God, to be big, you have to be humble, just like Christ was, Philippians 2, 5 to 11. He did not hold his position as God in heaven and as something he should grasp on and not let go. But he decided to give that up so he came to this world so he can save us. Uh, so we need to be like that and be humble like that. Uh, and let learn from him and be humble. Are you big enough to receive instruction? Proverbs 9, verse 9, it says, Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be wiser. Teach a righteous man, and he will increase in learning. Someone who is wise, they're not going to just stay there and not learn something. Uh, but they're going to add into the things they already know and become wiser. Uh, and, and a righteous man will increase in his learning. And we need to be like that. As wise people, we can be wiser by listening and learning from others and add to what we already know. Are we big enough to be corrected and, and apologize? Sometimes we need a correction. We need someone to tell us, okay, what you did is wrong. Or can you improve on that? Or can you do better? Are you big enough to accept a correction and then apologize and, and move on? Proverbs 9, 8, it says, Do not reprove a scoffer or he will hate you. Reprove a wise man and he will love you. So as Kofi, if you reprove him, he, he, he will hate you for it because he did not appreciate it. But someone who is wise, they will love you for it because you help them to be better. They will learn and be better. They, they won't hate you just because you correct them, uh, 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 but they will learn from that. Are you big enough to receive criticism or to be criticized? Galatians 2.11 but when Cephas came to, Peter, uh, to Antioch, or when Peter came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned. And to really understand this uh, verse here, uh, when there was the Gentiles, uh, and there was the apostles, the Jews, and the Gentiles, uh, so Peter was dealing with the Gentiles at, at some point, so he went and ate with them, and he was sitting with them, and everything was going well. But there were some other brothers who came who were Jews, and Peter decided to distance himself from the Gentiles. The reason was that is because the Jews didn't think the Gentiles can be part of the kingdom of God. And Peter wrestled with that there. Even though he was an apostle, he still had to learn that. So Apostle Paul there, who noticed that, 
That's where he said he opposed him and his face. He go and talk to him uh, about it. And the Bible doesn't go to all the details there, but I'm pretty sure Peter accepted that criticism and learned from it and do better. Uh, so Peter didn't say, well, Paul, who are you to come and criticize me? I, I was there. I walked with Christ, and I was with him for three years, and you were not even there. Why are you coming and trying to criticize me? And he, Peter didn't say something like that. Or even Apostle Paul, he didn't say, well, because I wasn't with the twelve, I didn't walk with Christ, then I should keep my mouth shut and don't try to address it. So both of them did what they should have. Peter, Paul saw it, he went and talked to Peter, and Peter learned from it and do better. And that's how we're supposed to be as Christians. Uh, just because uh, someone is, I'm the preacher, doesn't mean I cannot accept criticism or accept someone to come and talk to me about something that I can learn from because all of us need that at some point or another. So are you big enough to be criticized and learn from it and move on and do better? So there, those are the things we wanted to talk to you about, things that we need to take away from our life that can be a childlike, but things we can learn from children that uh, will be beneficial for us in the kingdom of, the, of God as we grow together because we should continue to stay in that love, a common love to each other, something that ties us together uh, to keep us together so we can reach heaven together. We're not trying to reach there alone, but we're trying to get there together where Christ went to prepare a place for us uh, and he's coming to take us home with him. So let's throw away the bad childlike behaviors and hold on to the good thing, uh, good behaviors that can help us to be stronger in the Lord's church.